reality of life, people will keep on talking about you behind your back. They will say rumors about you. But at the end of the day, if you know the truth in you, your heart, if you know that you are not blatantly hurting anybody, that you are not crossing any lines you shouldn't be crossing, that you are honest about who you are, and that even if you did bad things in the past, you're constantly trying to correct those things to be better, then what other people think of you is none of your business. Welcome everybody to another brand new episode of SOS here on Adulting with Joy Spring. Another shot of sanity headed your way. I'm Erin Atida. She's Joy Spring. How was your weekend, Bart? What did I do over the weekend? Ooh, I picked up a new hobby. No! Yes, I did. And I, and I saw people for the first time, other people for the first time, because they finally allowed um, other people within our building. So we didn't really have guests over, but we kind of had like a small gathering of five people in the parking lot because that's puede now with nice. social distancing. Uh-huh. So I, I saw my best friend Faith uh, for the first time in three months. Wow! Which is probably one of the longest times that we, we didn't see each other. And... I played badminton. <laughs> because it's a non-contact sport. It's there's the, there's social distancing in it. Yes, but I just played with my husband. But but now because they, they started to open different areas within our um, community, right? Uh-huh. So we had the garden to ourselves. And my gosh, you know, one thing that we have always taken for granted is breathing without a mask. And when you're in the garden, you could do that because it was just the two of us. Mm-hmm. So we were able to play badminton. We were also able to bike around our community. And it was awesome. So I had a very, very active weekend, Parts. How about you? I actually had a very active weekend also. To, um, I went to go visit my brother. It was his birthday. Um, so happy birthday to him. Happy uh, birthday, Tony Atide! Uh, I had lunch in his house, and then I went to go visit my dad for the first time. And I, I was in like a, a there was a glass door in between us. But after that, after that, um, the same thing happened with me. My friends were in that live in Makati were like, "Oh, hey guys, um, you can have like people in one area as long as there's social distancing." So we went to our friend's house and she has a big, big, big like backyard. So we all sat like very far from each other. It was the first time that I saw my best friend Guy in a very, very long time. Uh, so it was, we were five people, obviously, fifth wheel uh, at its <laughs> finest. Even in quarantine, I can still compete as the best fifth wheel. And it was great. Mm-hmm. It was so, it was so weird to feel human. It was so weird to feel human. I think that's it, right? Anytime you do uh, the things that used to be normal before COVID, it, it's just, it's so refreshing to do it. So, I mean, if you guys are listening right now and you're trying out new things that used to be so mundane before, but now is of premium value, like seeing your friends and playing a sport without worrying so much, let us know. I know. I I would love to to hear your other stories of trying to inch out of the comfort zone that we were in. You know what I mean? Because we got mm-hmm. kind of used to it. So if if you are, because I, I know a lot of people are starting to like bring more food to their friends and stuff like yes. that. I would love to find out how it's like for you guys. Uh, another <laughs> thing that happened over the weekend, uh, it was actually really hilarious. 
for for me, and it was very scary for a lot of other people, was this whole Facebook thing. Yes. Oh my gosh, I saw you had a fake. You had a fake account. No, I see. The thing is, I searched it before. This isn't. He's not a fake account because I. Oh, he's seen, an actual. He's Aaron an actual. Per, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he is like an actual Aaron Atayde. But before this whole thing happened, I already saw him long ago. <laughs> okay, and and his his profile is the best. I I need to read you what his profile. is. I love the description. It was so awesome. I was laughing so hard because. I, I couldn't report him or anything like that. It just says uh, the the flexing emoji, and it says mm-hmm. matatag. And then the guy in a, there's a guy and a girl emoji, and it says malakas. And then heart <laughs> eye emojis mapagmahal. And then wow. kissing emoji hindi man loloko. See how can I report that? We are essentially the same person. Mm-hmm. We are essentially the same person. So I pretty much did your not, spirit animal. I know. And if if mm-hmm. he feels that he is connected with me ever since before. You know what? So be it, little man. He's from. He's from. He's not from Metro Manila or anything. He's not gonna make, cause me any trouble. He's completely fine. It is it weird for you because I know you even long before this. There were a lot of fake accounts trying to be Joyce Spring, right? Yeah. So I be, okay. So what we're talking about is a lot of our friends have been posting on Facebook to help them report fake accounts that were made under their name. Yes. And so, um, if you're listening to this right now, there is a, a semblance of, I guess, danger that you have to acknowledge. Yes. And you should search your name and report if somebody else is using your name because it might be used for propaganda or you well, know troll yeah. farming is what they call mm-hmm. it. But for me personally, because I saw all of my friends doing it, I tried to search for my name and I found maybe hundreds of accounts under my name. And those were there long before this. Yes, that's right. And and most of them actually has my picture on them. So I used to be so concerned with this. A lot of people use my photo and my name to create Facebook accounts. And then it's also happened where people have used my photos in dating apps. Yeah, I've seen it. For catfishing, yes. It's freaking weird exactly i don't have a bumble tinder or any other match.com yeah. uh, app i'm not registered to that just so you know but if you do see it please do report it but yeah it's crazy what's going on right now it, no it, parts it really is and that's that, that was kind of where my mind went with this topic i was thinking about it for over the weekend where it was like okay there are People pretending to be other people, and if they only know you based on your online personality, there will be a lot of misconceptions about you. Mm-hmm. There will be a lot of things that people have in mind based on who you are online, and they would automatically think that that's who you are. Yes. So my question to start things out for you, Joyce, is what are the common misconceptions about you that people will they still kind of hold on to? Even people that are close to you still might have this misconception. Even people that have met you two, three times, four or five times a year still might have these misconceptions about you. Okay, are we going to exchange? Yeah, sure. I'll say mine and then you say yours. Okay, the first um, is that I come from a really rich family. Yes, I agree. A lot of people think that I come from a really rich family as so well. So that's your first also? Yeah, that really was. People think, oh my God, you speak really good English. You uh-huh. must be rich. 
That's yeah. not necessarily the case. That's not true. And so uh, Mo Twister actually guested me on his podcast a couple of years back. And he made me explain to him, like, why do I speak a certain way? And why do people think that I'm, I come from a rich, coniotic, you know, family when I don't? I grew up in Tondo. I went to a public uh, elementary, public high school, basically public, public college, college also with yeah. UP. Um, and nobody speaks English in our household. Nobody. Uh-huh. And so I was telling uh, DJ Mo Twister this. I told him the reason why I'm very good with speaking in English, and this is my theory, is because nobody else speaks to me in English when I was growing up. And so I didn't pick up any bad nuance, the, the, the ah, wrong nuances. The, that's the, interesting. Right? The, the grammar uh, mistakes. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't pick it up from anyone because this was my theory. If you are a kid growing up in a semi-alta or alta household where you have helpers and you have your family speaking to you in English and that was your first language, quote-unquote, people will try to speak to you in English even if they're not comfortable in speaking in English. And so when you're growing up, you tend to pick up on the wrong grammar, the wrong... Um, diction the you know you tend to pick up from the mistakes of others and so you kind of incorporate that in your own uh, way of speaking in English but for me since nobody spoke in English I learned it the proper way I learned it from school I learned it from listening to a lot of music uh, to watching movies uh, through reading a lot and when I was growing up because I wanted to speak the language so much I didn't know how to speak in English until I was eight years old what yeah See, it's a great. Yeah, I, you see, if there are misconceptions that even I'm shocked at, that is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so grade one, because that's when they start teaching you in English, right? So I remember being eight years old, and I was so frustrated because I was like, I am never gonna learn how to speak in it. So what I did was. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I love reading that's why I love writing and what I was doing before when I when I had um, uh, recording devices already at home what I would do is I would read books out loud record myself play it back and if I had any twang that I didn't like that would kind of let people in on my secret that nobody spoke English to me and I didn't know how to speak English primarily I would correct it so that's why I ended up sounding like this interesting I'm the I'm the actually I'm the actually the opposite the exact opposite of that. Okay, how? Uh, I I well, like uh, I've said here on the show, I was born in the states and then I came mm-hmm. here. But when we came here, we we weren't very rich. That's the reason why we came here is because we we didn't have any money to live in the states anymore. And when we moved here, I didn't have a yaya. I didn't have a. There was nobody that was taking care of us in my house. It was mm-hmm. literally just me, my dad, and my brother. And if you wanted something, you had to speak English. And my brother grew up speaking straight English because he lived in the States for so long. And same thing with my dad. And if I didn't speak the same way, you know, I was going, I was never going to get anything done. So that's how Mm -hmm. I learned English. It was consistent, nonstop reinforcement of using your words in English to be able to be understood. And that's how it was. And the way that's how... My Tagalog is so bad because that's that's exactly how it went. Yeah. That is so weird. That is so weird. Interesting. I guess that's a story of it doesn't really matter where you you, what your background is. It Mm -hmm. it really matters where you want to go eventually. Yes. 
And so uh, this ties back to one of the podcast episodes that uh, I did with Laika Maravilla. And she said, we should change the idea that trying hard, that being a try hard is a bad thing. Because if you're listening to the podcast right now and you can't speak English well, or you want to speak a bet- the language better, whether that's English or Filipino in Aaron's case, you shouldn't be so afraid of being called a try hard. Yes. Because that's where everybody starts. We try hard to be better. If you're not a try hard, you won't go anywhere. You'll stay where you are right now. So the second one for me is the one that I've been getting. I've I've been told this since I was in grade school. Like it is something that has been stuck with me since I was nine. Maya bang dawaho, and I I I understand it. I I get it. Okay, I know I look like the guy that I I know. Okay, it, it's not a newsflash. I understand that I look mayabang, but I I'm just an introvert. That's really it. A lot of people think I'm mayabang because I don't like talking to people, and they think I'm standoffish, and they think that I I I close the door because I'm better than you. No. I close the door because I close the door to everybody. That's just yeah. who I am. And that's how I've been ever since I was young. And when people misconstru- they misconstrue it a certain way, they understand, they understand a situation the way that they want to, that's when misconceptions happen. Now, if they looked at it and said, oh, this guy is, you know, he doesn't want to talk to us. He's an introvert. It's, it's, instead of looking at it as he's an introvert and you're looking at it instead as maya bangsha, completely opposite side of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you? I understand that. Second one will have to be that I'm an extrovert and that I'm masungit. And they go Ah. hand in hand. I'm masungit because of my face. So when people see me... (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And that RBF has been there for years. That's, That's just who you are. And here's the thing. So, you know, when you're at events or, or wherever and people take photos of you, like stolen shots, if I'm not smiling, I literally look like I'm judging whoever's talking. <laughs> and that's not true. I, I'm i listening. That's my listening face. And so people have always thought that I'm Matarai. But that's that's easily changed when they come to talk to me already. You know, mm-hmm. they know that I'm very, I'm, I'm a very warm personality. So it's easy for people to change their minds about their misconception of calling me Matara. I've, I've had tweets before and messages from, from followers who would say, oh, I saw you in this restaurant and I wanted to say hello, but you just looked so Matara. So I didn't want to come near you. <laughs> really happens and so I, I i i kind of have to change that but that's just my face and and it goes hand in hand with me being an extrovert people assume that i'm an extrovert because of the way that i speak the way that i carry myself the way that i am on stage but i'd like to think more of myself as an ambivert i don't really necessarily like the spotlight unless it's for work mm-hmm. and it helps other people but when it's just for me and my friends, you know this part. I'm not the type of person who would be the talkative one in the group. No. Okay. Okay. So this is how I've always understood Joyce. Joyce would never be the talkative person in the group. But if it's just you and her, she will be the talkative person. Yes. I'm like that. I love having conversations. but just Like if- a, 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 a back and forth, two people, at most three people conversation. You will. Mm-hmm. That's where you... Like, really, really shine. 
Yeah, I, 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 I talk. I'd, I'd have great conversations. But if it's in a group, I'd much rather listen to people. And so that's why I don't think and see myself as an extrovert. Do you think I'm an extrovert? I think you're an extroverted introvert. Yeah, but an ambivert. Yeah, ambivert. Yeah, and um, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't understand. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Okay. Check it out. Check it out. You know, ever ever since ever since I started working in this job that I've been doing for so long, and a job that you've been doing as well, whenever us hosts. Whenever we say that we are introverts, people always say, how can you be an introvert if you're a host? Now, now, I will shatter. I will shatter that misconception right now. Okay? Mm -hmm. Hosting is the perfect job for introverts. Why? Why, you ask? I'm the only one talking. You can't that talk. I'm the only one talking. And if you if you don't like what I'm saying, mm-hmm. the bouncers will take you out. <laughs> <laughs> so hosting is the perfect job for introverts. Yeah. Hosting is the perfect job for nerdy introverts. Because basically hosting is making sure that everything goes and flows the right way. And you basically just tell people what to do without them having an opinion with it so yes. you're just like this is what's gonna happen next and this is the boss that's gonna talk next yeah it's a structured conversation something that yes. introverts don't have <laughs> so just so that everybody understands if you're an extrovert and you're listening and you don't understand how an introvert works in their mind introverts do not have structured conversations in their heads we like to ramble on in our heads and we don't know where to bring conversations so if you give us a script and you tell us, okay, this is how it's going to go. This is the structure. No one c- can interrupt you in, in all of this. This is all going to go according to plan. No mm. one's going to butt in and stop your train of thought, you know. And if anybody has a problem, we will escort them out. <laughs> Perfect. It works. Perfect. It works. I am all for this job. I am all for this job. That's right. Because uh, I can't do like customer service. Because customer service means that I would have to interact with somebody like all the time. I can't do that. Yeah, that's right. That's why that's why I'm not very good at instant messaging or or talking You're to people. You're horrible at it. I am horrible at instant messaging. If you make me a part of a group, I'm horrible. just gonna be a lurker. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I'll just uh, be. I'll be watching the the group, and then when I see you in person, I'll be like, hey, you know that thing that you were talking about three weeks ago in the group chat? I like that. Yeah. Uh, For for those that are new to the the tandem that is Joy Spring and I, years, years ago, years ago, I, I came up with a term called the last scene zone, which I coined to Joy Spring, and... And if you've never been, if you've ever been scene zone, the only thing worse than that is last scene zone because that was the original ghost. That Explain, was the original Aaron ghost. What this is the last scene zone? Because the last scene zone is worse. You know how you see like, oh, last person, this person was online 27 minutes ago, but your message was an hour ago? That means that person had enough time to open Telegram or WhatsApp and did not read your one message. <laughs> it was not of importance. 
<laughs> at the moment, at the moment. So it was not red. If you were last scene zoned, that hurts more than scene zoned. Because just like, oh man, Joyce went online. Oh, the dot's green. She didn't read it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there. I'm still kind of like that. She's I'm still, still horrible at it. That's but. not a misconception. So what's mm-hmm. your final misconception? The final misconception is a little bit on the dark side, but but oh. I think it's 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 really important to talk about this. Okay. Um, my last uh, misconception is that I'm super liberated, and for years this has boggled me. Like, why do people think I'm liberated? Like, people want, people have asked me to pose on magazines scantily clad, which I'm so I'm so weirded out by it because I've never posted anything. Yeah. On, Instagram that I'm scantily clad so and you know all these weird things and um, I remember like and this has hurt me a lot you know when I was younger there would be rumors about me that I'm super liberated that I would sleep around with Uh, people been there yeah and the worst part is I knew some guy quote-unquote friends who would make up stories about me and tell other guys about it oh god all untrue and and the reason why i think people assume that i'm super liberated even though i'm i'd like to think i'm a conservative i think people think that i'm liberated because i am such a free spirit i am i'm i'm super free-flowing i'm chill i hang out with whoever i want to hang out with no matter the misconception that people might have with me i have a guy best friend which people might think is is weird i travel on my own i am very artistic i love to express myself and i don't really judge a lot of people so i'm very free-spirited which a lot of people misconstrue as being liberated. Yes. Uh, yeah. If there's a good way to look at it, yes, Joyce is the conservative one in this group and I am the liberal one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always been the dynamic that we've had. And that's why it works because we listen mm-hmm. to each other being on opposite sides. Uh, yeah. And that's why whenever we say that we don't necessarily agree on a lot of things, that's what we're talking about as long as we're having yeah. that conversation. So... Um, you have a third oh, one wow. or no? Okay. No, no, I could, I could, I could do, I could do a third just, just to, just to make it very, very quick. A lot of people think that, um, that I'm, that I'm the same person that I was three, five, even two years ago, and and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people will hold on to a lot of ideas that they have about me based on who I was. And no longer try to understand who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the, the biggest thing that really came out of my reflection out of this whole thing. It's you, who you are right now does not necessarily mean that that is the person that you were before. And that is the same way we should look at other people as well. If you didn't like the way that a person was before because of something that they did or an idea that they had or, or a, a, a motion that they were going for, that does not necessarily mean that that's the same person on the inside right now. Yeah. So that is my third. Now that we have combined everything together, what are you supposed to do with misconceptions, Joyce? Okay, a couple of things. From what I've learned personally, I tried to correct these misconceptions because they were hurtful. Some mm-hmm. of them were hurtful. Some of them would ruin your reputation, right? 
Um, but there was one phrase that gave me a lot of peace in my heart. And it was, what other people think of you is none of your business. And nice. it's tough. It really is tough. But that's just the kind of reality that you have to deal with. What other people think of you is none of your business. Because to be perfectly honest with you, some of the pinaka-perfect na siguro imaging of celebrities that we have, you still have pretty mean things to oh, say about them. Like, let's take, for example, someone who is almost perfect, Catriona Gray. Yes. That girl is perfect. She is eloquent. She's smart. She is freaking Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. And she's so beautiful. And she seems like such a kind girl. But then I, I remember a friend of mine just said, Ugh, she's just too perfect. I don't like her. See? What? Exactly. People will have things to say about you all the time. That's the reality of life. People will keep on talking about you behind your back. They will say rumors about you. But at the end of the day, if you know the truth in your heart, if you know that you are not blatantly hurting anybody, that you are not crossing any lines you shouldn't be crossing, that you are honest about who you are, and that even if you did bad things in the past, you're constantly trying to correct those things to be better, then what other people think of you is none of your business. Let your new reputation speak for itself. I remember there's a phrase again that says, let your success speak louder than your words. Sometimes that's all you have to do. Sit back, relax, and just be better. Because eventually people will catch up to it. And even if they don't, what they think of you is none of your business. It doesn't really matter. Those who matter don't mind, and those who mind don't matter. That's yeah, what I have yeah. to say. Uh, I I agree with that to some extent, but like for me, um, I think that there is a there is a radius threshold on relationships. Yes. Um, I think that the further they are away from you, as your uh, in your relationships, like for instance, if it's something that. Um, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend has and they saw you one time and they're like, oh, if that person thinks that way, let them. But the closer that they are to you in your life, those are the times that misconceptions need to be addressed. So yes. if, for instance, in one of the episodes that we had and Joyce had a, a misconception about something that I said and she felt like it was something that we needed to discuss, that is something that needs to be fixed. That is a misconception that needs to be addressed. Uh, but if it's something like her neighbor's dog walker down the road who's pinsan ni ganyan ganyan that thinks something about me, I don't give a damn. And I think that that is the ultimate part of maturity. When you know that people have misconceptions about you and you know that it hurts, but if you can let it go because it does not affect the relationships around you, mm-hmm. that is maturity in relationships. Super true. Okay, and if you're going to do that, if you're going to correct someone about the misconception about you, here's one trick that I learned from a book a long time ago. Instead of actually assuming that that's what they said and that's what they think about you, ask them first. Yes. So instead of saying that, oh, sabi mo daw mayabang oh. you say, hey, is it true that you told my friends that I was mayabang. I, I just wanted to clear it out. I'm not mad or anything, but I just wanted to know, is that what you said? And then when they do say that, yeah, I said that about you because I feel this way, and then you could address it. Because sometimes yes. the, the the problem arises when we go into someone, like hearsay, right? Yeah. Oh, this person said this about you. This person said this about you. 
but you don't really know if it's true. So the only way that you could find out is if they, it actually comes from, from their mouths. Now, if they deny it, even though they actually said it, they said, no, I never said that. You know naman when people mm. lie, diba? All you have to do is say, okay, well, I've been hearing it from other people and I just want you to know that if that's how you feel, please let me know so we could fix it. Right, Bites? Yes, agree. I completely agree. Because unless you hear it from the horse's mouth, it was never said. Mm-hmm. So if, okay, so this is where it comes into play. If if you try to ask your friend, like, hey, I heard that uh, you're, perfect example. I heard you don't like my boyfriend. But you, you're, you might, I heard that you have a problem with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And the girl's like, no, no, no. If the person lied to you, or if, if that's what the person said, trust that. Even if the person was lying to you, trust that. Because if the person would rather lie to you than fix a misconception about your relationship, then that lie is more important than the friendship. That's true. That's true. Okay, last Go. parts. Uh, and and Victor and I, my, my brother, uh, we were talking about this yesterday. And I said, well, how are you handling all the hate that you're getting? He's getting and hate? And he said, because of some rumor um, okay. regarding anyway. some celebrity. Anyway, so he said, I follow what Drake told me. <laughs> so he, he loves Drake. <laughs> and so... Appar- apparently, Drake said this in one of his interviews, and I completely agree with it. Uh-huh. He said, anytime you hear a rumor about you or hate, you're being bashed online, don't reply to it kaagad. Don't reply to it instantaneously. You see the comment right now, posted five minutes ago. Don't reply to it instantaneously. Wait for 72 hours. If after 72 hours, you still feel bothered about what they said, and then you talk to them and then you reply and and his his logic behind this is you know sometimes we're driven by our emotions yeah. and when people say mean things about us or throw us hate or misconceptions that we don't agree with and that you're hurt by it's easy to feel hurt and instantaneously retaliate yes. or respond but if you wait those 72 hours think about it you know ask friends even if it's if it's something that's super malalim talaga na oh masama daw ugali nito baka pwedeng mo kausapin yung mga tao that, who are close to you and ask them do you think that there's something mm-hmm. that I need to improve on my character and then eventually reply to them yeah. uh, I I agree with Drake <laughs> I agree with Drake there's a nice little time to reflect and and you know, see if it really bothers you. Because it might just be a knee-jerk reaction to seeing that. Where it's like, exactly. oh, someone tried to kick me and then you try to kick them back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But if you want to prove the misconception wrong, you know, settle down. Settle down in your mind. Mm-hmm. No, again, if again, it's a radius thing. If the, the further they are away from you, it doesn't matter. But if the closer it is, I guess that's when... Because like, if one of my friends came out to me, he's like, bro... I think that there's a problem with your personality. I'm not going to say, you know what? Give me 72 hours. Yeah. You stay there with that. And we'll, t- we'll mm-hmm. talk about it in three days. No, if it's something that is closer to me, I'm going to have a little bit more of a conversation with that. So I agree. I agree. And I think that uh, this is a, something that a lot of people need to do in, in the time of, uh, time of 
so easy to make judgments on people based on two or three things that they might have seen online. So hopefully you guys can sit down, grab a notebook, think about the different misconceptions that they have about you without feeling attacked. Like mm-hmm. really sit down and, and think about the misconceptions that, that maybe the world has, but don't feel attacked by it. Um, just understand and try to comprehend why and then try and see how far back it goes. If it's somebody that's close to you that has the misconception, maybe sit down and fix it. The further it is away, learn how to let go. That's right. Uh, but that's it for our episode for today. That's a really great topic, Erin Atide. Thank you thank very you much. Thank you for thinking about that. You are very welcome. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of SOS here on Adulting with Joy Spring. If you do want to join our Facebook group, please do search Shot of Sanity SOS Podcast on Facebook. Just ask to join and we will accept you over there because you are awesome. All right, we'll see you guys again tomorrow as we have another episode of Shot of Sanity. And this Friday for the Mm -hmm. SOS Friday Night Live, we'll announce our guest and our topic very, very soon. But for now, that's it. Thank you very much for listening. Pa'alam. Peace out. And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspring.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adultingwithjoyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Pa'alam.